When you do a getaway event or an immersive event, it also is very definitive in the season of discipleship. I like to kick off and sort of culminate or end or conclude a season with an immersion event. So one at the beginning, one at the end, that kind of bookends uh, the whole experience uh, that I want to have with those that I'm going to be apprenticing. And so that's one way to use immersive events, not the only way, uh, but that, that really allows uh, the whole experience to be very definitive. Um, and because I, I want to really make sure they understand, I'm, I really want your focus for this season. I really want to pass things on to you. Uh, and I want you then to get ready to pass these on to other people. Hey friends, welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast, where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you'll hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home to a hub for mission, community, and discipleship. So today's episode was taken from one of our coaching intensives called Life on Life Discipleship, where we provide you with personal coaching and equipping on your journey to taking on apprentices to multiply disciples. So to learn more about this coaching intensive, visit 1kh.org slash discipleship. Let's jump into today's episode. Whenever I look back on some of the biggest milestones in my spiritual journey, one of the things that constantly gets highlighted for me were particular events that I went to that were very focused. These could be camp events, retreats, times when I didn't have anything else to think about except for my relationship with God, uh, different missions trips. And these are powerful experiences. As we talk about the importance of life-on-life discipleship, When we live in a culture where we rarely have this kind of immersive experience, where we really get close to each other and have hours and hours, maybe days and days, to spend with each other, uh, we really need to think about how this plays into discipleship. I think this is a critical tool that we need to actually establish with those we're discipling a few immersion experiences or immersive events. And so I want to talk you guys uh, through the idea of having immersive events. Um, we, I like to do at least two for every season of discipleship that I'm in with a group of guys. And I want you to really think about how critical this is. And I, I want to also emphasize that I know this is a lot of work. I know that it's going to take some scheduling. This is going to cost some money. Those are things that when we are part of youth ministry, everyone seems to accept. It's totally understandable. We take kids off on retreats, parents pay the money, and we go and have those experiences. But for some reason in the adult world, we don't really think about this as as critical. But I think it's absolutely as critical, if not more critical for us to take those away who are really in a season where they're trying to grow and learn into a place where uh, we can have that immersive experience. If we do anything less than this, I think that it's unlikely we're going to have that experience of life on life that we are really talking about as a part of this discipleship. Uh, In the way that things are structured in our culture, we are so independent. We all live in our own houses. We all have to get in cars and drive to be with each other. Um, And it's very difficult to have the kind of life on life uh, experience that you're going to get uh, if you don't do some kind of immersive event. So I'm going to talk about the why, first of all. Why are these really important? I've been talking about it a little bit, but I want to give you guys the five big reasons. The first one 
is what I just mentioned, life on life. There needs to be an experience where people see the way that you get up in the morning, you know, how you go to bed at night, like what, what does your life look like um, and the, in just a typical uh, day? Um, and I know that when we're at these experiences, it's not typical, but we are having uh, the opportunity to be around each other for hours and hours and hours, and like I said, a day or two or sometimes longer. And that is a really powerful experience for someone to be around you because there, there are thousands of little things you do in, in your day-to-day life in the way that you just think about your days in the way that you just interact with people that kind of can rub off your, your mannerisms, the way that you walk with the Lord. Those things can be caught, but it's very difficult to catch those when you're only having a Bible study as your primary touch point. The second thing is that immersive events allow for focus, and that is a huge deal today. We are more distracted than any other culture has ever been in history, and it is so easy to be pulled away from the experience of what God's doing in your life. And so we want to provide those we are discipling with a at uh, the time where they have nothing else more important to think about than their own walk with the Lord and growing in that. And so these immersive events are really important for that. The third is that they're very memorable. One of the things that's amazing about the way that we're designed is that when we are in a new environment, our memory, our ability to, mem- to just remember everything is, is greatly heightened. That's why when you go off on vacation, oftentimes you can remember lots and lots of details about what happened. You were in a totally new environment. When you get home, you're trying to remember even what happened you know, a month ago. Um, it's very difficult to remember the details because when you're in an environment that you're very, very familiar with, uh, things kind of blend together. But when you're in a new environment, everything's new and it's very easy to memorize concepts. And so sometimes that you're just in a new environment teaching something, people are going to remember it much better than if you were in a very familiar environment. The, the fourth one is just the relational aspect of being in a getaway event or an immersive event. Um, there's, there's so much opportunity to just that kind of timeless uh, opportunity just to talk and share and feel like, you know, we're not going to all rush off to do something else. That really gives time and space for relationships to go deep. And so we want to make sure that, that we take advantage of that. The last one is that that when you do a getaway event or an immersive event, it also is very definitive in the season of discipleship. I like to kick off and sort of culminate or end or conclude a season with an immersion event. So one at the beginning, one at the end, that kind of bookends uh, the whole experience uh, that I want to have with those that I'm going to be apprenticing. And so that's one way to use immersive events, not the only way, uh, but that that really allows uh, the whole experience to be very definitive. Um, and because I, I want to really make sure they understand, I'm, I really want your focus for this season. I really want to pass things on to you. Uh, and I want you then to get ready to pass these on to other people. So let's talk a little bit about the what of an immersion event. What does this look like? And I want you guys to actually really use your imagination because I would love for these to look very unique depending on who you are as a disciple maker. What do you enjoy doing? Is there a place you really like to go? Is there an environment that really gets you energized? Um, is If you can think about doing an overnight or, or a retreat or, or a two-day uh, uh, getaway, where do you think that you would like to go? That really is where this should all start. It should start with how you get energy and what will allow you to really pour out and also look forward to this event. And so um, I really want you to think about where that is, and how you would design an event like that. And, and when we think about the what of this, um, usually at least one night is, is important. 
Um, it's great if it could be more than one night, but one night is usually the minimum. I think a unique place that, you know, that isn't familiar, especially to those you're discipling, is important. And then just a, a place that allows you to have those kinds of conversations uh, with each other. So examples, of course, of things like going camping or hiking, um, uh, going, in, go, going and find an Airbnb. That could be an Airbnb in you know, in the in the woods somewhere, that could be an Airbnb in a city. You could just go to a hotel in a city and go to different places uh, around that area. Um, that that would be unique and really memorable for the people you're discipling. But um, that's that's kind of different ways to think about. It. Again, what gives you energy? What gets you excited about doing a getaway? And then in terms of pulling this off, let's talk a little bit about the how. I like to just kind of calculate what this is going to cost, and then. Um, and for, for the whole thing, when it comes to food, transportation, and lodging, and just I'll ask the people I'm discipling to pay uh, the cost of the getaway. And so that would include the cost for me, the discipler, and the cost for them. And if there's three of them, then they can split that across the three of them. Um, but I'd love for them to invest some of their own resources and for me not to be discipling and paying for, for the experience. This, this allows them to have a little more skin in the game because I've already got a ton of skin in the game. I'm, I'm designing this whole thing and I am taking responsibility for this whole thing. Um, and so if I, in addition to that, also fund this, um, that feels like a little bit too much to ask from the disciple maker and a little bit too little to ask from the person being discipled. So we want to ask them to cover the costs of these immersive events. Um, and so you can think about where you want to go and what the costs are and then just make clear to the people you're discipling, hey, we want to do a getaway. This is what it costs. So um, what do you do during, during one of these, uh, these immersion events? I want to talk about, I'll just kind of walk you through uh, my outline for the my kickoff getaways that I like to do, I'd love for you, again, for you to really let your imagination go and think through what kind of really immersive experience you'd want to create for the people you're discipling. Um, this is just by way of giving you guys ideas. Uh, so these are the various things that I like to do. I like to have a really clear outline of what we're going to cover and, uh, and then just kind of walk through that very comfortably and very relationally during the course of a getaway. So most of the getaways I do, I like to do, especially when they're with you know, really busy dads who are working. Um, I like to get away for 24 hours. Uh, typically for us, I like to leave on a Thursday afternoon and then come back on a Friday before the Sabbath so they can be home with their family. So that gives us a full 24 hours to be together. Um, and then when they come on Thursday uh, afternoon or late afternoon or early evening to, to head to our getaway, I like to, first of all, just pray a prayer of dedication with the guys and say, we want to dedicate the next 24 hours kind of lay the ground rules and just pray over them. Like, we want to be really focused during this time. We want to listen to the Holy Spirit. We want to obey uh, whatever the Lord is calling us to do. We are here to learn and to grow. And if there are circumstances he wants to bring into our path that will help us do that, we want those circumstances to come. Um, but this is a time where we just want to ask the Lord to move and to work with us. So I like to pray a prayer of dedication. We get in the car. We drive. I like to go to different cities. There's four or five cities around Cincinnati that are only a couple hours away. And so to go to one of those cities and finding a hotel or an Airbnb. And so during that usually hour and a half, two hour drive, I like to really take advantage of that time um, and, and, do, and have queued up a couple of you know, 30, 40 minute talks we're gonna listen to and then discuss in the car. Um, and so part of that is just kind of really getting them ready, really thinking about some spiritual, um, some spiritual topics or themes that I think are really gonna be important for these guys. And so I take, and I always wanna be cataloging 
the talks that have had the biggest impact on me. And because, again, what I'm trying to pass on to these guys is my spiritual life inside of them. I'm trying to pass that on. And so if that has been summarized really well in a, in a talk or a sermon that you've heard or a section of a book or some kind of piece of content that really has been very meaningful to you, then really keep those things um, and organize those things in such a way that you can pull them out at, during these kinds of events. And so I like to I like us to interact around some of those things, have the discussions. Um, that also is really amazing for me. I get to review the things that have, have really made up the foundational beliefs of my life and my spiritual my spiritual walk. So we've had a couple of talks. We've we've listened to those. We've had a discussion. The entire two hour drive has been really really valuable. I, I really think about this as boot camp. I don't this it is going to be fun and there's going to be some relaxing elements, but it, it is going to be like we're going to be learning. And so I want to be constantly um, making sure that we're focused on that. Um, usually when we get to a hotel, everybody just kind of unpacks, relaxes for a little bit. Um, sometimes we do something, you know, we go for a walk or do something a little fun. Uh, then we head to dinner. Um, during the dinner, I like to ask every person uh, to take some time um, write out their three top spiritual milestones of their spiritual life, and then we go around and just share those things and ask each other questions. So that's a nice, relaxed, usually two-hour dinner conversation where where everyone's getting to know each other. A lot of times, the guys that I'm pulling together, they may not know each other very well. Some of them, sometimes they haven't even met until they come to the getaway. These are guys that I know, but they may not know each other. And so um, this is a really great opportunity for them to get really deep and, and understand where each other's coming from and encourage each other. So I love these conversations. In those dinner conversations, usually we go from there, we head back to you know the hotel. If we've got a little bit of time, we can debrief um, and, and chill and, and kind of continue to talk and share stories. <clears throat> and then we go to bed. In the morning, I like to take advantage of the morning of a kickoff to, um, to really ask every, everyone that I am discipling in that morning time to, first of all, I'm going to walk you through what I do in my mornings with the Lord. And then I want you to experience that and try to do that uh, as well. Um, this isn't because you have to do it my way. Uh, but for most people, they've never been exposed to the way that someone else has designed their time with the Lord. And so they're probably going to pick something really, really valuable up from you if you do this. And again, they, you can make it optional after that. Like you don't have to go home and start to walk with the Lord and use the same tactics I use in my morning uh, routine with, with the Lord. But if you, but I'm hoping you'll learn something from this. And so as I've done this uh, virtually every time, the guys will come back like, oh man, that was a huge breakthrough for me. I'd never thought about praying in that way or studying the Bible in that way or journaling in that way. And so I liked to, I liked for them to hear how I spent time with the Lord, for them to experience it um, as well in that morning of the kickoff getaway. And so they have now a template for walking with the Lord that they are not as familiar with, but it allows them to have a bunch of new tools uh, for, for understanding how to do that. So that's the morning. Um, and then after we do that and they've spent that time, I like to debrief. And then I like to, then the next thing I like to do is, is kind of give them a study. I'm going to talk a little bit, a bit um, in an upcoming video on how to, how to sort of cat, um, uh, categorize and catalog your trainings for the discipleship season. And so I oftentimes will pull out one of these trainings um, and, uh, and do one of those uh, also in kind of that late morning time. 
Now, if we're in a city, what I oftentimes will do is sort of map out an opportunity for us to walk and talk. And so um, if there's four of us, which is typically what I do, we do two one-on-ones as we walk to like a coffee shop or someplace in the city, or if there's a really cool place to walk along, I like to find where those nice walks are, kind of map them out, and then we go on a, a longer walk on our way to, to lunch. Um, on the way there, I like to oftentimes stop somewhere and say, okay, we're gonna, I need you guys to take an hour or 30 minutes to journal. Um, so what they, they, the prompt I give people is just write unedited what you were thinking and feeling. Don't stop to analyze or judge yourself. I want to, I want to see what happens when you just spend 30, 40 minutes just writing a stream of consciousness about what's going on in your life, what emotions you're feeling, what's happening. You know, let all that come out because I want to really kind of get in touch with what, what is sort of comes to the surface when they, <clears throat> when they just are, are spending time listening um, to what is happening in their heart and, and they're just kind of opening themselves up to the Lord. And so they will finish a journal entry so that you can give them 30, 60 minutes if you want for, for a journal entry. Uh, then we head to lunch and we read our journal entries. And so I have each person read, again, very similar to the dinner conversation. They read what's going on. They unpack some of that stuff. I'm listening, taking lots of notes, uh, asking them lots of questions, having them interact with each other as we are kind of really kind of getting, getting really up to speed on, okay, what is stirring up inside of of each person. And so we do that. We have that that journals. Then I like to do, again, something a little more physical. We'll walk and talk, do a couple more one-on-ones. You can do an activity if you want. Um, oftentimes, we'll do another study. Um, and so, again, another topic that I want to impart to them and make sure that they're, they're getting, um, they're really thinking that through. And then I'll oftentimes, uh, and sometimes we'll, we'll start driving back and then halfway back, I like to sometimes stop and just kind of work through roadmaps. And so I'll start to talk to each one about, okay, what are some action steps that you want to take from what happened over the course of our getaway? What are, what are things you want to start to implement? You know, what, what, are, what is your big takeaways? And so I'll, you know, write those down, really make sure that they have those really crystallized in their own mind and heart. Um, and so by the time we're pulling in, um, and for us, it'll be like a Friday afternoon, you know, they're, they're kind of like full, they've got lots of thoughts, ideas, they know they have an action plan to implement, and that'll be part of what we do for our coaching from that point forward. So that's a, an example of a kickoff getaway. I want to give you guys kind of a detailed outline so that you have something to kind of like work with. But again, uh, it's really important to understand that, that, that this is a process that you want to continuously evolve over time. You want it to be more and more authentic to who you are and what you have to give to people, including the location, the topics. And don't, again, feel uh, pressure to do it like someone else. But you want to, again, give what you have. And so, um, and so that, that you want this to be sort of a receptacle uh, that will allow you to pour into uh, the different people that you're discipling. And so we want you guys to begin to craft what this could look like in your case. And so take some time and outline um, a, a kickoff getaway that you think would be really life-giving for you and allow you to pass those things on to people. Um, and so you can take ideas from what I described uh, that I used during my kickoff getaway. I'm so excited to compare notes with you guys and, and hear the kinds of ways that you might design something like this. Um, I can't, it's hard to overstate how powerful this experience is. I know it's, again, it's asking a lot for people to take time. And usually we only do that if an institution is planning a big event. We don't think about that as something that we as disciple makers could say, hey, we're going to, we're going to plan a retreat. Um, but we can do this. And for, for once you have an outline like this and you get kind of familiar with how it works, it shouldn't take you long at all to plan one of these. We don't want this to feel like a huge event that you're having to put on. It should be very simple. It should be like we're getting in a car, 
we're driving somewhere, we're doing these things, we're coming back. And so as you kind of repeat this over and over again, it should be a very templated kind of experience where you can, again, pass on these things that you have in a way that feels really authentic to you. And it should be getting, it should be improving over time and getting more simple to pull off over time. But obviously the first time you pull this off is gonna be some work. And so we want you to do some of that work right now as an assignment to this video and share that with your coach. So make an outline of what a kickoff getaway could look like at high level. What are some ideas you have for that? And then we'll interact with that uh, in the coaching meetings. Well, friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a deep desire to actually make disciples in your context, but you simply don't know how, we'd love to invite you to apply for our coaching intensive called Life on Life Discipleship, where you're going to work through online content and receive personal coaching on this journey to making disciples that multiply. So for more information and to apply for this coaching, head over to 1kh.org slash discipleship. We'll see you for the next episode.